0: Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name's Ray and coming to you from the Wellington Studios, uh, flying solo this episode. Um, big week though, big week, big week. Lots has happened. Um, I can't tell you too much. That's as bad as vague booking, isn't it? Hey, coming up in the podcast very shortly, we're going to be talking to uh, world number one women's motocross champion, defending champion. She won it last year, she won it this year, she's back in the country, and we caught up with Courtney Duncan in person. Well, over the means of the internet. Uh, So we're going to be catching up. We'll bring you that interview uh, later in the show. But first... (laughs) So, funny story, Uh, last week I promised you an update on the Continental Road Attack 3 tyres that have been on the MT-07 for around about 5,000 k's now, and I never delivered on that promise. So here we are, it's time for an update on the Continental Road Attack 3s that we had fitted to my super commuter Yamaha MT-07 back in May. Now it's just been 5 or 6 short months, and I've clocked up 5,000 k's of commuting, spirited open road riding, slow homework and general trips to the shop and back. Firstly, I'm impressed with how they're wearing. The Conti's have held up well to daily abuse over the Wainui Mata Hill, where most of my previous tyres have generally been showing more wear on the shoulders than the rest of the tyre by this point. The Road Attack 3s appear to be wearing evenly across the tyre carcass and still have a nice profile to them. They still fall into corners beautifully and provide more than enough feedback to know what's going on under you. I really like how they feel regardless of how warm the tyre is. I know I can just jump on the bike and ride from cold with the confidence that the Continental Road Attack 3s have got my back and will perform as they say they will on the box. Recently I had the opportunity to test my bike control on some tight cone courses at the New Zealand Police College. We started in the dry with some figure 8s, standard and offset weaving challenges, and after a few hours of this, the rain started to come down. This is when we moved on to some more complex, tight cone courses like what they call the Dizzy. Regardless of how much moisture there was on the surface or how aggressively I attacked the tight twisty cone courses, the Continental Road Attack 3 tyres kept traction. Not once did I lose confidence in the tyres or how the bike was feeling due to contact with the road. In fact, it was the brakes that gave out before the tyres did. A wee while ago I attended a gold Ride Forever course. We rode from Wellington up State Highway 1 to Bulls with the intent of taking a road from Tutekina to Hunterville. This road had been resealed around four to five months before we got there and never been swept, meaning there was a fair amount of loose metal on the road and two defined wheel tracks in each lane. There were a couple of moments where I rolled over the loose metal surface from one wheel track to the other, thinking, oh, this might not end well. Now if I did this while I was in a corner, I could feel the rear stepping out of line ever so slightly, but as soon as the tyre found solid road surface again, the security of traction was reinstated straight away. We encountered our fair share of loose metal, cow manure, moisture and other obstacles one would expect to meet on a country road in New Zealand, and the Contis did exactly what they were meant to, keeping the bike moving forward with the rubber side down. All in all, I'm very impressed with the Continental Road Attack 3s. They're a pretty good all-round tyre solution for the mid-sized commuter or weekend warrior bike. They may not come with the fanfare or hype of other tyres on the market, but in my opinion, they're definitely up there in the top 5 for this type of motorcycle. If you're wondering what to try on your mid-sized commuter or weekend warrior, definitely put the Continental Road Attack 3s on your list. Time now to catch up with two times World Women's Motocross number one, Courtney Duncan. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Fantastic. Where are you right now?
1: Currently in isolation in Auckland um, at the Novotel office, office at the airport on day 11. So not too much longer to go.
0: Is that is that Auckland airport?
1: Yeah, Auckland. Yep.
0: And then what what happens from there? When you when you get discharged, you you jump on a flight and go down south?
1: Yeah, I've actually got a couple of days in Auckland. I got a few things I need to do up here and then I'll be, yeah, back home on Tuesday, so pretty excited to get back to the deep south, for
0: sure. I bet. How long have you been out of the country or away from home now?
1: Uh, not too long compared to some trips. I think this one's a total of ten weeks. Um so yeah, not too long but with COVID and everything going on
0: overseas, it probably felt a little bit longer. Yeah. Now COVID's the big thing, right? Um, take mm-hmm. us take us back to the last few weeks where, I mean, you left home. You were you had a, a, a you had a target in mind of winning that championship. Mm-hmm. How tough's it been? I mean, I, I guess you and your team have just been in a bubble, right?
1: Yeah. Exactly. So I left start of September. I made sure I was going to have a little bit of time on the other end before we went back racing so i think you had about three weeks with the team um which was quite good because we changed to the 21 kawasaki so obviously there was a lot of changes um so you got a bit of time with the team there went to the first two races and um, then i had another four weeks in total i think before the last one so those four weeks were yeah they were pretty long um like you say we were pretty restricted, just had to really keep to the team and weren't able to adventure very far. Given the circumstances overseas, um, we couldn't afford to risk it because if you do test positive, that means you can't race a championship and there goes your championship. So, um, yeah, there was definitely some long days, but we got there in the end.
0: Now I've seen some photos from when you won last year and the look of jubilation on your face is astounding. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and, and we were all rooting for you way back here in, in little old Kiwiland. But mm-hmm. going into your second championship, um, having won the first one, how much uh, expectation, how much pressure was on? Or did you go in just thinking, hey, if it happens, it happens?
1: Yeah, no, I mean every single year I've gone, I've had pressure, I think, like um, I mean, when I rocked onto the scene and I won my first race, like, I mean, there's always going to be pressure if you set that bar that high on your debut, so, um, for me, there was not actually any different pressure this year, Uh, like I say, I've had it every year, and even heading into the last race, four points behind, I didn't even really feel pressure, obviously, I, I knew the situation we were in, and I knew that it was winner takes all but I felt like I I handled the pressure quite well so that was cool because to be honest with you it had been a while since we were put in that exact position championship on the line that day so um that was cool
0: okay so championships on the line it's the last day uh possibly going into you know the last race how do you get in the zone and and what do you do to just you know control the the nerves I mean I'd be I'd be a nervous wreck
1: (laughs) I mean I was thinking about that the other day it's like you I was I mean I'm not going to say relaxed obviously you've got somewhat of you know nerves you know like I say you know the situation you know how much is on the line but given the fact that I did everything I could to be ready for that last race um, I prepared as well as I could I nailed the things I wanted to nail going into the last race and I had a pretty clear mindset of what I wanted to you know, to achieve and what I was focused on in the race. So with that kind of relieved the pressure a little bit. And um, no, I was was probably more than anything excited, excited about the opportunity and um, see how I was going to react in the situation.
0: Now, Kiwi rider, uh, it's been around for a long time. Uh, Ten years ago, in fact, we sh- we we published a story with you as a as a junior motocross rider um, around around New Zealand, uh, and and it's been brought to my attention that you used to be a KR kid. Um, what's it like now being the
1: world number one? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it'd be it'd be kind of interesting to look back at those first two years and see what I wrote about. I mean, I would have probably wrote about the position I'm in today and hoping to be here one day and hoping I could be a world champion. And I mean, it's crazy to think and, and look back at the journey that we've been on to get here. It's, it's been tough. There's been a lot of ups and downs and, along the way, but um, it's definitely you know, been a cool journey and not a lot of things I would change. So, um, no, it's cool. And like you say the KR kids, I think I did my first article when I was 12 and I'm 24 now. So it's a long time ago, but, um, I did that for many years and I always enjoyed it as well. It's cool to kind of express, you know, your race weekend through the mag.
0: Brilliant. Right. Hey, a uh, couple um, off-topic questions. I saw on your Instagram while, you, while you're hanging out in Islo, you've got a PS4 sitting there. What are you playing at the moment?
1: <laughs> yeah, I have PS4. Um, I haven't played too much of it. I mean, I've I've played it a few times, but um, I've got MHGP, not the latest one, but the one before, and actually got Crash Bandicoot, so <laughs> I've been jamming that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's all I brought with me, because I was running pretty a tight ship on the luggage coming back, so I left most of my games there and thought I'd better bring it just in case. I so just chucked a couple games in there, but probably should have chucked a few more in as well.
0: Oh, a couple of classics there, though. Crash Bandicoot goes way back, and MXGP. Well, you can't complain about that, right? Yeah,
1: it's pretty good. Yeah, Crash does go way back. It's,
0: it's pretty fun. Hey, um... What, what what kind of music motivates you? I've seen a few photos with your, your headphones on and you, you're in the zone. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you do that to kind of um, to keep your mind on track or is it just to t- take your mind away from where you are? And what are you listening to?
1: A um, bit of both. I just enjoy tunes. Like, I would listen to a lot of music um, every day, usually training and, like, just chilling out. I have some different tunes playing, but um, probably... Uh, I'm just chilling out probably a bit of 660. Um, big fan of the Kiwi band there and before the race, um, I mean that that just varies to whatever I'm kind of jamming to at the time. I wouldn't say I've got like a certain song or anything and I'm pretty mainstream can vary from you know Drake or something along those lines.
0: Nice. Now, obviously you've had two massive years with two massive wins, um, but Mm -hmm. you've got to take the good with the bad. How do you deal with loss?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously I I wouldn't say, definitely growing up I I struggled a lot with the losses and um, I still do to this day. It's definitely something I don't like, but it's something I, you kind of, you, you accept it and you move on from it, I would say. I think a lot of the times in my early career, I would kind of grieve on it and drag it into the next week, and not really let it pass and reset. Um, but these days, I feel like I can kind of take it for what it is, try to look for the positives out of it, and you know the things we struggled at fix, and just look forward to you know having another opportunity. The best thing about that is you always have another opportunity the next weekend or the next round. So. You can always, you know, fix the outcome during the week by how hard you work and changing a few things up. And, yeah, just kind of always look to the positives, I
0: guess. Nice. Um, you're obviously having won, you know, a, a, a world title twice now. Uh, you're going to be a hero for, for many young boys and girls. Uh, who's your hero? Who have you looked up to? Who's been that that kind of that person for you?
1: Yeah so I mean many I think I just admire hard work and and dedication and um, obviously growing up you have your your childhood heroes sort of thing and um, I mean for me probably inspiration come from BT and JC and and Pram and that I mean I think for me having a Kiwi over killing it on the world stage gave me so much inspiration and belief that one day I could be doing the same thing and I mean, they're the living proof of it, so they've probably been, you know, the biggest ones that I looked up to growing up as a kid.
0: Brilliant. Um, what's happening for the off season? What's uh, what's happening for Christmas? Are you um gonna hang around home, do a few trail rides and a few local races or?
1: Yeah, for for me I think I'll be in New Zealand a little bit longer. Looks like the calendar says we don't start till I think end of April, so that'll, you know, give me a little bit more time in New Zealand and um, potentially, look at doing some races at home, but at this stage right now, I just want to enjoy this one. It's uh, been a long year just with the COVID and the breakup of the season, and um, just being locked in for what feels like a long period of time. So I'm looking forward to getting home to Dunedin and hanging out with my friends and family for a bit, and um, yeah, having a Christmas and with the family and enjoying that. And then obviously we'll gear back up and yeah, look forward to next year.
0: Brilliant. Courtney Duncan, two times world female motocross champion, number one. Hey, thank you very much for your time, and congratulations. Enjoy that uh, Enjoy that win. Awesome.
1: Thanks so much. I appreciate it.
0: So there you have it. Absolute pleasure and honour to catch up with two times world champion motocross for women courtney duncan hey coming up in the next few weeks we've got a bit of we've got a bit of kit coming through to us um i've got some new quadlock gear to be testing out Uh, and a very good reason for this a lot of people are having issues with their iphones uh we're going to catch up with matt and find out all the details uh hopefully next week also uh we're putting together our christmas list our list of the top items. You could buy a motorcycle lover. What do you want for Christmas? I want to hear from you. Email us, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz You can get a hold of us on Facebook and Instagram as well, and we'd love your input in the show. If you're listening on whatever platform you're listening to us on now, you can leave a comment on this episode and you can hit that like, subscribe button as well. That'd be great. Hit that subscribe button and you'll get nothing else but a notification when we release new episodes. Uh, but yeah, feedback is always welcome. Love to hear from you, the listeners of the podcast. Uh, what do you want for Christmas? Let's uh, create our Christmas list um, and find out what uh, what motorcyclists across New Zealand uh, want in their Santa sack. This has been Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray here, and thank you very, very much for joining us for this show. Remember to keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time.